0: Hello, this is Michelle Schoenfeld, and you're listening to You Lost Me at Namaste, where we discuss all things wellness and spirituality at the real world level. Basically, it's a show to just make you feel good and help give you some tips and tools to do so. So, I am thrilled today to share a recording of a talk that I recently gave in Washington, D.C. I was chosen as the Inspire speaker. And they asked me to come in and tell my story. Now, I won't give away what story I told. You'll have to listen and find out if you're interested. I will say it had something to do with Turkey. But what it was called, the title of the talk was called Plot Twist and Learning to Love Your Story. Because I honestly believe that we all have a plot twist, at least one, if not five or a dozen throughout our lifetime, and it's really important that we embrace them. And that we learn to love our entire story, not just the good parts, but the difficult parts as well. Now that said, we don't always want to tell the difficult parts because that can re-anchor us to that time. And we don't need to live in the past. We really want to live in the now and think about the future. It's so exciting and bright. Now, if you are in a place right now where you're just not feeling that vibe, if you're feeling a little low energy or it's hard for you to see the light, then you can daydream yourself to happy. That is my number one tip. Let me tell you, it works. (laughs) And what I mean by that is start thinking, visualizing, meditating on your best life. Visualize what it would look at to have what you want, to have your dreams, that love, that abundance, that health, those days where you just wake up and feel inspired. And if you start visualizing it and daydreaming to it, then you'll be surprised at how more positive thoughts come to mind. And not only that, but as you start having these positive thoughts, then you'll start attracting more positive things in your mind. And if nothing else, it'll just start to make you feel better. So really, you can daydream yourself to happy. It's not cliche. It's truth and it works. So give it a try. So anyway, that was enough of that. The talk is attached at the end. I really hope you enjoy it. It was a lot of fun. The audio is a little rough in some spots because it was recorded live and there was a large audience, but I really think that it resonates and I hope you enjoy it. I also wanted to share with you that I was the guest on two other podcasts this week. One was the new feminist podcast. I encourage you to check it out. I'll put a show link below and the other one, which is actually being released a day after this one. So the link will be in the show notes one day late is The Awaken Podcast by Kira Polson. I was actually her featured guest telling a very different story about my awakening. And if you're not familiar with her podcast, I highly encourage you to check it out. It is a wealth of just feel good vibes. She interviews people from all around the world that tell their story of their awakening, of how they awoke, of when they awoke, or just delightful stories designed to help inspire and help us all feel a little bit more optimistic. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes below. Again, you just go to the podcast and scroll below. And there's also some fun links there to some products where you can get a discount if you're interested. There's the energy bits and there's a non-alcoholic wine. um, And there's a couple other things in there that you might be interested in, Suja juices. So take a look at that. And again, as always, if you like this show, please share it with your friends. I am getting ready to go back to Turkey in a couple weeks. So there'll be one more show before I head back. I'm really excited about that. And that's it. So just stay tuned. Take a listen. I hope you enjoy this. And until next time, know that you are loved and you are worthy. And I adore you. Namaste. I am thrilled to be here today,
1: I of all of you. And I'm also thrilled to be back in here. Because, as you've heard, I live a good portion of the year in a little village near Bodrum, Turkey. Now, I literally, I have chickens in the yard, I have apricot trees, I have pomegranates in the, in the fall that, like, roll down the streets. Like, I love it. Now, it's a far cry from Potomac, of course. I lived down the road for 20 years. But when I tell people now that I live in Turkey, I get one of two responses. The first one is, do you feel safe? And the answer is, yes, I always feel safe. And the second one is, well, why? What do you <laughs> do the <have> <laughs> Well, I'll get that in a minute. But first, I want to share that when Barbara asked me to be a speaker for today's event, I was so excited to tell the story. But then, as the weeks went by, and the months went by, anxiety started creeping, and fear Started creeping, and I couldn't figure out why. I had nights I couldn't sleep. I'm a public speaker. I love what I do. In fact, my last public talk before COVID was in front of over a thousand people from two hundred countries for Turkish Airlines in Istanbul, the largest city in Europe. So, was I really going to be afraid to get up in front of hundred beautiful women? In my friend's home, in basically my own backyard? But the answer was, yeah. So I had to kind of figure out where that fear was coming from. You know, my life has pretty much been an open book for the last 10 years. I wrote a successful blog. I have a podcast, as you heard, that's in over 100 countries now, where I share personal stories from my own life in order to help other people navigate obstacles in their own life. I also titled today's talk, Plot Twist in Learning to Love Your Story, because I honestly believe that learning to love your story without justification or self-judgment is one of the keys to happiness. Now, I'm going to back up for a moment and tell you that I'm also a really big believer in the law of attraction, and what that means is what you focus on expands. So if you're focusing on the good stuff, you can get more good stuff. And if you're focusing on the difficult, well, you get the idea. So there's my dilemma. If I'm going to tell my story. Now, when we tell our story, we anchor ourselves to that time in your past. So if it's a good story, great. But if it's not so good, if there's some difficulty or trauma or sadness, well, our bodies don't know the difference when we feel about it. And so it'll start to produce cortisol and other stress hormones. And we don't want that. I also believe that we live the life by the story we decide to tell. So I guess that's where my fear was coming from, is what story do I want to tell? So is it the one about the little girl who grew up with a single mom below the poverty line? In an apartment in Madison, Wisconsin, with so many obstacles to overcome. Or maybe it's the young mother and wife who finds herself navigating worlds so foreign to her, but not even knowing who she was yet. Or perhaps fast forward 20 years to the woman fighting stage three breast cancer, going through a horrific divorce, feeling hopeless, feeling lost, and completely broken. Well, is. I'm not telling any of those stories. <laughs> I made a pact with myself going into 2022 that those stories will no longer be told. It's time to let those go. It's not important to wear a jacket. Yes. <laughs> what I am going to tell today is what came next and how I found alignment with my soul how I learned to love my story, and yes, what led me to Turkey. <laughs> so I had just finished treatment, and I wanted to go somewhere I had never been before, a bucket list trip to celebrate. And it was between India and Turkey. Both my grandfather, who I was really close to, had described it as magical. Well, it was August, so I wasn't going to India. <laughs> so Turkey it was. <laughs> I planned the trip with a really dear friend, who had also never been to this area of the world, so it would be fresh and new for us both. I was so excited. I remember walking into the hotel for the first time, after this really long flight to Istanbul, and there before me was like 50 feet of windows overlooking the Bosphorus, which is like this beautiful body of water that separates Europe from Asia. Now, I'm somewhat of a geography nerd, Maybe more than a little bit. So the fact that I was standing in Europe, like looking at Asia, from this little girl from Madison, Wisconsin, it was surreal. I couldn't believe it. now so we had the most amazing trip. We went to the Hagia Sophia, the mosque. We saw history thousands of years old. We heard, we smelled, we heard the sounds of the city were amazing. In fact, I remember the first time we heard the call to prayer. So for those of you who aren't familiar with it, several times a day, the mosques will, five, five times a yeah. The mosque will kind of blare out the prayer over loudspeakers, you can hear it no matter where you are. So here I am with my friend, we don't know what's going on. Do we drop to our knees? Like, do we cover or we pray? So, like, We look around and notice that nobody's doing anything. Like, they're going out of life this ritual.
0: And it's interesting,
1: something that then seems so foreign to me and so exotic now has become like a peaceful meditation when I hear it. I absolutely love it. So we returned from the trip back to the area, but I have a fixed reality now. My life isn't what it was. I'm no longer in my home. I'm now in a small apartment in the city. My has went off to college, and I'm no longer part of a business that I founded from the ground up and ran for over a decade. I felt completely lost once more. No. So I really got into meditation. It was something that had given me a lot of kind of peace over the previous few years. I got certified that and all sorts of other boo-boo, like alternative medicine modalities. So I go up to my little roof deck and I'm like, I'm gonna meditate and I'm gonna pray. And I ask God, the universe, whatever you're comfortable with, just give me a sign. Like, now what? And almost immediately, I got a message saying you need to go back to Turkey. Well, I ignored it. That was like not realistic. That was a bucket list trip, and it didn't an almost adhere to plan. So, a few weeks go by. I'm up there again, doing the same thing, get the same message, ignore it again. The third time, it comes in like a lightning bolt. Like it's moving in my mind. Like I see myself on this plane. I see the blue sea. I see this big pink boat and villa. Now, at the time, it didn't make any sense to me. But I really believe you can't ask the universe for a sign and then not follow it. <laughs> so, I bought a one-way ticket and went back to Turkey. But this time, I went to the I'd never been there before, but I had a friend's say There's a lot of wellness centers in that area. You should check them out. Maybe there'll be something for you. So, I fly in late at night. Wake up the next morning to look out the window. So excited to see where am I. And I see the sun rising out of the sea. I see the, like, mountains and cliffs against the sky. I see the Greek islands in the background. I see palm trees. I'm like, that's, like, very nice. I'm like, this is Turkey. (laughs) And I felt something in my heart, in my soul, in every cell in my body. Like, I had never felt before. I felt like this rush of love and connection. I felt like i lived there in a previous lifetime. I can't explain it. I just knew that I had to figure out a way to stay. <laughs> so I went around to some of the wellness centers and interviewed. I got three offers. I chose the Life Pro Wellbeing Center, partly because it was a great location, but if I'm gonna be honest, I heard Kate Moss was a regular client. <laughs> so like, okay, let's try that one. <laughs> So I went for um, my audition. And it was 8 8 2018 Mm -hmm. at 8 p.m. I kid you not. 8 8 8. Like another sign from the universe. Mm -hmm. They put me up for a week. I taught every day without pay. And at the end, they offered me a position to come back and teach a retreat called Heal Your Life. This is speaking my language. I said yes without hesitation. And then Shit. Now what? Like, just, what if I stuck? Like, what if I don't know what I'm doing? I have never actually done this professionally before. I had all the training, I had all the certifications, but I hadn't really practiced it. This was something new for me. But I heard Richard Branson's words in the back of my mind saying that when an opportunity presents itself, just say yes and then figure it out. And that's exactly what I did. Now my kids thought it was crazy. Based on his mom, a business owner, coach, cook, taxi driver, but definitely not like a meditation teacher or alternative therapist. But I went to a retreat and I loved it. I was good at it. I felt validated. I felt a spark like I was 23 again. And I was like, I need more of this. And so I asked around the staff, if anybody knew a little apartment or someplace for rent so I could stay, my contract was just completely the end. And sure enough, the meditation teacher said, yeah, no one place. He says, really modest, it's the owners don't speak English, and it's up this really steep hill. I'm like, okay. So we went to take a look, and as we're walking up the hill, it's cold, it's raining. Now before I lived in Turkey, I didn't even know it would be cold and raining, I'll be honest. So I'm freezing, it's raining, we're walking up the super steep hill, we get to the top, we get to the steeper stairs, and as we are pulling up the stairs, I'm like, totally full of self-doubt now. Like, what am I thinking? Like, I can't just move to Turkey. Like, this doesn't make any sense. And then I take the last step onto the veranda, and I see before me this beautiful blue at GNC and this big, overgrown pink Bougain villa. And I was like, okay. <laughs> that was from my vision. I said, I'll take it without hesitation. I did not ask any questions. It felt like that's where it was supposed to be. I just knew it. So I came home again, but this time I was so excited because I had a plan. No plans work. So imagine my surprise when I come back a couple months later, again at night, walk in, so excited, and see the ceiling falling in, mold on the walls, no appliances, no light fixtures. There's wires sticking in the ceiling. There's two <coughs> light bulbs—one in the bedroom, one in the kitchen. I guess it's the kitchen. No it us. The toilet doesn't work right. There's no heat. There's no hot water, and the faucets are corroded. Oh, and there's no Wi-Fi. So no, my phone no, no. wasn't there. <laughs> so I could of stand there. I'm like, okay. All I brought with me my suitcase was a little. A mattress, a blanket, a towel, a little electric kettle, because I have to have my coffee, to be real. Mm-hmm. A cup, and a spoon I had taken from the <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, smell. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's freezing. I sleep in my clothes. I want to cry. I don't know what to do. I go the next morning, walk down to the Friday Cafe, find one, use their Wi-Fi, call my friends, the same friend who I'd been to Turkey with earlier. Tell her what happens. He said, You need to leave immediately, go check into a hotel. <laughs> but I didn't. Something had me there, and I stayed. And I spent the next few months painting, fixing it up, multiple trips on the Dolmish into town to buy supplies. It was like a little bus that goes from town to town. <laughs> I still didn't speak a language, I didn't have a working phone. It was one of the most difficult and rewarding years of my life. There were moments of tears and sadness and frustration and loneliness. But there were also amazing moments of strength and a connection with myself that I didn't even know could exist. And somewhere along that year, I had learned to love my story at least a little bit more. And I had begun to heal. Now, as I said, there were tears. Like There were definitely moments where I would just fight them back and be like, it's always working out, the best is yet to come. It's always working out, the best is yet to come. You know? In order to kind of like change that narrative in my mind, get it back to positive when it started to go to that dark place. Now overall it was amazing here. I love Turkey, even the Turkish people who come in to relate. <laughs> I love her. She's so Turkish, my darling. I will say. a very nice Turkish community who can support me today. She didn't want to, put, to walk in. My went, I love Turkey. But I really, I love the people. Some of the nicest people on earth. And my neighbors, didn't speak English, Of their off-season. They come and check on me, they invite me for tea, they bring me food. I remember the first time one of my neighbors next door came over to introduce herself. She brought a fresh plate of warm dolma, which is like the grapefruit's wrapped around the rice, and I still didn't have appliances. I was starving, I was so appreciative. And for the help of Google Translate, she introduced herself and then asked me, what's your name, where are you from, how old are you? <laughs> well, that's <laughs> And it's not that I have such a problem with aging. It's that I wasn't where I thought I would be at that age. I didn't think that I'd be turning 50 all alone and starting over. But at the same time, it is where it is. It's where I was. And it's also exactly where I needed to be. I needed to be in Turkey. That was kind of my story. I love the people. I love the culture. I think it's going to be the new well-being mecca of the world, just wait and see. Mm -hmm. Obviously there's some problems. There's problems everywhere in the world. But it's getting better, and I think the best is yet to come. Not just for Turkey, but for us all. Mm -hmm. So now, three years later, I'm still splitting my time between the US and Turkey. And I did meet Kate Moss. It was wonderful. (laughs) I hung out with her and Sadie Frost several times. We talked about love and children and relationships and navigating the world as women. And for me, that was an aha moment. Because, as cliche as it sounds, I do believe that when you're happy, keep going. But if you're not, you gotta make some changes. It's up to you. And that's what I had done. I had made the changes I needed, and I was happy. And I was learning to love my story more and more every day. And we should all love our stories, because it's what makes us unique and different. And it doesn't matter if it's good or bad, or up here or down here, it doesn't matter if it's beautiful. Because it's your story. Mm-hmm. if it doesn't feel beautiful, make some changes. Make some changes, even little baby steps. Now, I know change can be scary. <laughs> I'm not saying do anything as drastic as I did, like move to turkey, <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's my story. <laughs> but what you can do is trust your guts. Trust your inner guidance system and start telling your story in a way that makes you love it, in a, a way that makes you feel good about who you are and